Hello, and welcome to the Soul Full of It podcast. I'm not your host. I'm Katie fucking Gersh. And today I'll be interviewing your host, Carrie Raquel, in celebration of the one-year anniversary of the Soul Full of It podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your network. Okay, let's jump into it. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Katie. How are you? Doing well. It's super weird having the tables turned on me and this hot seat is, well, it's hot, but nothing I can't handle. I mean, you're a fire sign. Come on. I know, right? (laughs) This is to celebrate the one year anniversary of the podcast. This episode is a surprise and we are redoing our Q&A episode, which the very first episode of the podcast, Katie Gersh, my best friend, came on and interviewed me. And you can go back and listen to that episode if you would like a good laugh, because I think we've come a long way. And yeah, so we're going to do it again. I remember when you were telling me that you wanted to launch a podcast and everything. And just it's crazy to think that it has been a year and how much it's grown so far. What would you say, like how the podcast has changed within the last year? One thing I'm just more relaxed and chill about podcasting and leaning into the affirmation that I really love so much, which is I seek progress, not perfection. And with podcasting, that's been really helpful. So that's just like mindset stuff that's been a great change for me. But on the actual podcast side, we changed up the way that we did the astrology and tarot episodes as well. So the formatting shifted a little bit. I mean, it's kind of a constant evolution because what is tarot? What is astrology, but a reflection of life. There's some changes that you already have started to make. Are there any other changes that you're planning on making? I've got some really awesome episodes coming up. So that, I guess, isn't a change. (laughs) It's just something that I'm excited about. As for actual changes, I feel like I've done a really good job of just letting the universe tell me when something needs to change. So allowing myself to just let my hands off of the metaphorical steering wheel of the podcast and be like, what do you want to be? That's kind of how I approach the podcast now. And I wasn't always that way. Like when I started, it was like, it needs to be this way because I have to make sure that it's just right. And now it's more of a conversation with the podcast where I'm like, okay, podcast entity, which is, by the way, this podcast is a Virgo because I was born during Virgo season. So it's a Virgo baby. What would you like to be? And then just kind of letting the podcast organically become what is in highest and best for myself and for hopefully all of our listeners. I like that. Tuning into your intuition. Absolutely. So what is one thing that might surprise um, your listeners to learn about you? Mm, I love this question. So I was a choir kid for most of my life. I absolutely love to sing. I'm a big karaoke person. Of course, there's a pun there for you. Even though karaoke is like kind of not a thing anymore. Car karaoke is still totally a thing, guys, and I'm all about it. So get you some car karaoke. Everybody's voice is beautiful, no matter how you feel about it. Please sing. It is so good for the soul. It is so good for everybody around you. Even if you think that you're bad, the only way that we get better is by trying. So, yes, I love to sing. I guess that might also not surprise people because I talk so much, but singing is definitely one of my passions. I was going to say, for your listeners, they might maybe be a little surprised, but anyone that interacts with you has ever been in a car with me as I'm singing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even on the way here, you were just singing and putting songs into what we were doing, and it was great. I can't even help myself. It's either really charming or super annoying. And uh, 
I try to choose friends that think it's charming. <laughs> so what or who inspired you to keep growing this podcast? Oh my goodness, so many people. You, obviously, being willing to try out the very first episode with me. I mean, we were both nervous because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you're like, I don't know what we're doing. And it was just kind of a humble beginning for sure. And other than you, which seriously, Katie, you're so fucking wonderful. My amazing boyfriend, Dave, has been a great support. I can't tell you how many evenings I've spent editing, working on social media, working on just coming up with ideas, interviewing people. I mean, it's a lot of different types of work that you put into building and maintaining a podcast. And he's just been so understanding, which has been really important because I've had to really mind my yeses because I am a yes person. And so I tend to be the type to be like, oh, yeah, of course I want to do that because someone comes to me with an idea or an adventure that they like to go on. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. But I've had to really temper that over the last year and be like, okay, yes, I want to do it, but can I do it? Can I do that and still get the episode out on time? And having to make those choices is not easy. And when you have people in your life who are understanding and loving towards you, even when you can't go do the thing that you do want to do, that they want you to do or whatever that looks like, it makes it a lot easier for you to empower yourself to achieve the goals that you're trying to go after. And podcasting is really just setting one goal after another. I mean, every episode is the goal of getting it out, you know, like, whew, I've got this episode, but like, can I get it out on time? Like, what does that look like? And then shout out to my co-hosts, Uni and Andreas have been a wonderful support. And especially for some of the um, <laughs> technical difficulties that we have encountered with the podcast that have made it somewhat of a turbulent ride sometimes. And they have just ridden that wave with me and embraced it and held the fort down when I had moments where I was like, this isn't working. And they're like, no, it's going to be okay. And then my mom, sorry, this is just like turning into me thanking everybody in my life, but my mom's been my number one fan. I know she listened to every episode. I love you so much, mom, and really appreciate your support. My sister, I bounced so many ideas off of my sister before I even launched this podcast. The name of this podcast, Soul Full of It, was born while I was hanging out with my sister and I was just writing on a piece of paper all the different name ideas I had and then I just wrote down soul full of it and I just burst into laughter like immediate laughter and my sister's like what are you doing over there like what are you laughing about and I shared it with her and right then we were both just like that's it that's the name lastly I would say my team at work has been wonderful supportive Galen Emily Jay I love you guys I wouldn't have had the courage to step into the arena and own my magic in the way that I have without all of your support it means so much to me and to all of my other friends that have been supporting, sharing, understanding when I can't hang out, when I'm working on the podcast, like it never goes unnoticed. I really, really, really appreciate all of you. If I were to name all of your names, this would, entire episode would just be a list of names of people that I love. But you know who you are. And I know people say this about their children. It takes a village. And uh, the only child I've had so far is this podcast. So it takes a fucking village. That's for sure. I think it's just so great that you listed so many people because it shows that you have so many people invested and supporting your dream and how you had opportunities to go do something else, but you said yes to your dream instead. I mean, in my opinion, things that stop me or maybe others is they say yes to something that they feel like they should do 
but then they say no to their dream. And I think yeah. it's just great that this has grown so much for you. It's so true. And on that same vein, it's like, who else can I say thank you to? All my fucking guests. Amazing people who have said, yes, I'll do it. And a fun fact about all the guests that have been on this podcast, I've taken, I'm pretty sure, all of their podcasting virginity because all of them, I think, was their first time being on a podcast. And what an honor that has been for me to be that person who gets to bring them into this medium to try this out and that they are comfortable sharing their magic with me and allowing me to share it with the world. Like, that is one of the coolest things ever. And I just, yes, so much love to my guests and the community that have supported this dream to make it real because if it was just me, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it is. It just wouldn't. So many soulful conversations. Damn straight. <laughs> so do you have any tips for an aspiring podcaster? Yes, I have a lot of tips for anybody who is thinking about launching their own podcast. The first thing that I would say, and I know that this isn't necessarily a popular thing, and you might even feel resistance to this the way that I did, which is that you should edit your own shit. You really should. Even if you are going to eventually hire someone to do your editing, which is fantastic. If you have the monetary capital to bring that to life, that's wonderful. Do it. But if I were you and I was thinking about podcasting, there are things that you will learn about your own communication style and how your guests are showing up on episodes that you can only learn from editing your own audio because you're going to hear it back in a different way. And that gives you, it just gives you instant feedback. You get to know your catchphrases in a way that you never fucking wanted to. <laughs> like, how many times have I said right on and cut it out? You guys don't even hear how many times I say right on. I'm like, is right on a fucking catchphrase of mine? I guess it is because I say it all the time and I didn't know that until I started podcasting. I'm like, wow, this has got to go, you know? And now do I say it? No, not really. I mean, maybe I do and I just don't know. Right on. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> But I would say that that's a big one is edit your own shit and launch with at least three episodes. That's a really big one. And if you're going to launch with three episodes, be sitting on two. That way you never feel like you're in a rush to get an episode out. You always have one in the bank. That's just a smart thing to do. And my third one is to connect with other podcasters. There is so many amazing people out there who are podcasting and they will help you and you can help them and you can learn from each other. There are Facebook groups. There are Instagram communities go find other podcasters and connect with them because they're the only people who understand what you're trying to build in the way that you are going about it. It's totally different than other mediums. It's so unique and there's just so much wisdom there for you. So go find some other podcasters. And if you think that you don't know any, you know me. Let's hang out. <laughs> right on, Carrie. <laughs> right on. <laughs> um, a question I actually just thought of as you were saying that is, um, do you have any tips for someone that might be on a podcast for the first time? Yes. So something that I would say is really helpful is to keep it to three main messages. Don't branch off more than three stories. Sometimes you'll have more stories or less. If you are on the other end and you're listening to the episode that you're going to be on, what are you going to walk away with? What will you have learned? What will you have gained? Any knowledge, insights? What are you really hoping to convey 
through the episode that you're featured on. And I'll use myself as an example. I did an episode on the Relationship Ready podcast with Heidi Bushy. Shout out to my girl, Heidi, whose birthday also just passed. Happy birthday, Heidi. I love her. She's so fantastic. Honestly, go check her out. When I went on her podcast, I really focused on talking about each of the 12 signs through a relationship lens. And I gave like dating tips and ideas. That episode's really fun. And it was important to me that every person who listened to that episode, no matter what their sun sign was, felt acknowledged and felt that there was something really positive highlighted about their sign. And that's something I focused on. So when I was going through the interview with her, I was using the lens of like, is this positive? Is this empowering? Is this going to uplift and enlighten every single sign of the zodiac? Because if there's even one sign who feels left out or feels like I didn't say something good about them, then from my perspective, I've failed. So I think it's really good to get clear about what your message is and make sure that the stories that you're telling on that podcast really align and support the core message that you are trying to convey. And that'll help keep you on message and away from fluttering into all sorts of different other topics, which is okay too, but it's helpful to to stay on topic. I keep seeing you when you're not talking, moving away from the mic, just little things like that. Like you don't need to be so close, <sighs> like <Right>. breathing awkwardly <laughs> into the mic. This is only the second podcast I've done with you, but I'm trying to like stay away from the mic when I'm not talking and, and things like that. And yeah, that's a good tip is like watching your own body language. And I'm aware of that in a sense, but I'm also not aware of that. So that's cool that you're picking up on that. Yeah. So I thought it was just uh, interesting. So when you were, ta- you were talking about astrology, and um, I'm curious if you have any favorite like tarot cards of the moment, because I know you do tarot too, obviously. Yes, I've been stepping into tarot in a big way, and it has been so much fun. Highly recommend. If you don't have a deck, go get one. Yeah, so some of the tarot cards that have been showing up for me recently, Ace of Pentacles has been really, really, really there for me. I've pulled Ace of Pentacles out of multiple decks, which is exciting and it really brought me back in time to the last time that I really remembered having a moment with that card which was like three and a half years ago I know silly right how does she remember that I don't know either but I guess it's a card that I don't pull very often right so it's been coming up for me recently and I'm like okay I'm being handed this magical seed and now it's my job like not to fucking drop it you know and I gotta get it to the ground and I gotta dig deep enough so that it's rooted and it can grow and like right now I just feel like I'm in a time in my life where I have this magical fucking seed and I'm just trying to tend to it and care for it in a big way of course that's the podcast right like this podcast is my big magical seed where I get to bring all the people that I love and people that I don't even know yet that I love in a community to build something that is so much bigger than I am. So that's been one of them. And then the other card that I would say has been showing up for me recently is Queen of Wands, which is some bad bitch Aries energy. And I'm here for it, right? So she's been coming up for me a lot. And I've actually have her like hanging out on my little makeshift altar at home right now. If I close my eyes, I can see her and I'm like, I see you. And she's like, I see you. I'm just kidding. I hope she doesn't oh sound God. like the devil. <laughs> my God. I pulled the queen of wands, not the devil. Um, Sorry, that was just my sense of humor taking over all of a sudden. But yes, queen of wands energy has been present with me 
and guiding me to remember that I am the fire. I am the light. And I need to just not be afraid sometimes to let that bitch burn and let it shine. But also, like, be careful not to burn, you know, everything. But some things just need to burn. And a reminder that you're a bad bitch. That's right. What's that song? Um, Bad bitches do it well. Oh. um, How's it go? Live fast, die young, bad bitches do it well. Live fast, die young, bad bitches do it well. That was the song that came to me. I hope they don't copyright claim this episode because we sang that. When I'm banging. It's from MIA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the Queen of Wands energy that I've been dialing into. Nice. So it seems like a funny question, in my opinion, to ask. But um, one of the questions is, what's one thing you want to improve about yourself? Because I'm thinking you have the podcast, you have the tarot, you have the astrology. You already have so many things going on. Do you have anything else that you're trying to improve on? Or I'm always working on being a better listener. And something that people don't think about when they start a podcast or they are podcasting. And I think if you've been podcasting for a while like I have, it becomes kind of apparent, which is that in order to be a really good talker or a good conversationalist, you actually have to be an incredible listener. And always working on being a better listener is really important to me because I do love to talk, but talking is just like giving words, but can you also receive them? And that's what listening is. So that's something I would say that I've been really working on with myself and it relates to the podcast in a big way and something that we could probably all work to be better at. I definitely agree. I think listening is something that people don't put a lot of focus into, but it's it's so important. And with every podcast, you have to listen when you're editing. What'd you say? Sorry, I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Oh, my goodness. I love you, Katie. (laughs) I love you, too. She puts up with me. No, it's so great. We have the greatest time. We have the best time. We the best. We the best. We the best. We the best podcast. Go tell DJ Khaled that. DJ. (laughs) All right. So my next question is, what are your top three podcast episodes that you've released so far? Like your top favorites and why? I love this question. This is a hard choice because there are so many wonderful episodes out already. But if I had to choose a top three I would say that episode number six, Kink Empowerment and Education, is definitely one of my favorites. That's with my girl JoJo. And that episode is equal parts education and equal parts just hilarious. It is such a funny episode. I like laughed until I cried while I was editing it because I just, it was such a good time. So that is one of my top episodes. Another one would be episode number eight, Here We Are. That episode is fantastic. It features my girl, Tawny. She's one of my best friends and somebody that just has so much light to shine in this world. And that episode is also very special to me. And if you've listened to it, then you know why. And if you haven't, then you probably should go do that because it's a great episode. And then all these episodes we've done this year have been so good. It's really hard to choose. But one of the episodes that actually came earlier on features my girl, Nura. Nura Rochelle, and that is episode number 11, Navigating Your Saturn Return. If you are between the ages of like 28 and 32, 31, 32, that episode is going to really resonate for you. But even if you're younger or older, you will get multiple Saturn returns in your lifetime. So trust me, honey, if it hasn't happened yet, it's gonna. So it's always good to know what's coming and that episode is full of fucking magic. 
they're all really good. Do you have any favorite episodes? I love the astrology ones because I'll listen to it in the beginning of the month, like what's what's coming. And then also I like to look back and kind of reflect on how the month went and if things like aligning on what happened. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that that happened that day. And I also like the consistency of it, but I like that there's the other episodes that are all very unique. So I like the the blend, like the mix of it, having something consistent, but then also having just a lot of different unique soulful episodes. Yeah. And if I were to think about the astrology and tarot specifically, which I didn't, I, when I answered that question, I was answering it from the lens of like not including those because duh, of course, they're fucking fantastic. It's Uni and Andreas and they're just amazing. And Nura on our most recent episode of that. So check that out if you haven't for August. If I were to choose a favorite, the May astrology and tarot episode, I just remember that one being really funny and I had a lot of fun editing it and that day that we we went to record that one I think we were all really in sync and very goofy and just very much ourselves so that episode is one that I actually need to personally revisit again soon nice so what's one habit you've formed since starting the podcast that has served you well so I have something that I call podcast development days they're pdds and I have really honored making sure that I schedule those days and I make the most out of that time. So that is the same thing I was saying before, where it's like sometimes you have to say no to something that you really want to say yes to. Your friends are like, we're all going here. Uh, I guess that there's a little bit less of that with quarantine going on. But pre-COVID, you know, that type of stuff would happen. And I'd be like, fuck, I really want to go. I really want to go do these things. But like today is my PDD day. And it's such a silly thing that I did for myself. But there's so many fruits of the labor that came from that. So just being very intentional about making the time to make sure that every episode I put out is the quality that I'm proud of. And I think that's great because when you see that and others, it inspires you to do the same. Like they kept saying yes to their dream. I should do that. Yeah, definitely. And it also makes you receive other people's no's easier because I'm like, oh, they said no because they're going to be doing this. And I'm like, good for them. Good for you. The only way we get better at anything that we're pursuing is through practice. And you honestly can't practice a lot of things in front of other people. A lot of practice and self-development happens alone. True. Are there any other creative like side projects that you're working on currently? Yes, of course. I'm always working on Affirmation Destination. That's something that you and I collaborate on. So much fun. And other than that, I am trying to diversify some of my other offerings and just diving more into tarot and becoming more of a tarot reader than I am just an astrologer. I'm really trying to weave the two in. There's so much overlap, which makes it really easy and exciting for me. So I've just been really working on developing my own tarot reading and then coming to a place here soon where I'll be offering tarot readings, which I'm excited about and also a little nervous about because it is something that's newer for me. So We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Well, I love that you're doing all that because then I get to learn more about astrology. I get to learn about tarot and then I get tarot readings and they're great. So yeah, true. All the tarot readings just hang out with me and you and Andreas. It's amazing. So now we have questions submitted by friends on Instagram. By the way, if you haven't already, please go and follow Soulful of It on Instagram. Carrie covers, I mean, you cover a lot on there, like astrology that's going on you take questions polls you go over what's happening with the moon there's a lot of stuff 
Yeah, it's true. And it's a really great way for folks to interact with me, especially if you're a listener of the podcast and there's a topic you'd really like to see me bring on or you have any questions. I'm always open to that. All right. I'm going to ask the first question here. So at Jocelyn Teal asks, what have been your favorite ways to stay focused on your why and prioritizing self-care when balancing all you do with life and the podcast? Self-care, it's huge, especially when you are taking on so many different projects as I am. One thing that I would say that has been really helpful for me is that I make sure I get some form of movement in every single day. And some days that is me doing yoga for five minutes and that's it, you know? And other days I'm able to go on like an hour long walk or something of that sort. So just having some form of movement has been really helpful for me to stay focused because when I have a lot of energy like trapped in my body and I'm trying to focus on the podcast, I just can't do it. I have to go get that energy out. And when I'm out on a walk or I'm doing something physical, that's often when some really awesome episode ideas have come to me and now they exist. So allowing myself to have that space where I'm not like constantly focused on the podcast with editing in front of me and on a computer, removing yourself from that environment can be really beneficial. Yeah. So you get that inspiration sometimes just through movement. Absolutely. So at Earth Magic Craft asks, do you have any tips for keeping momentum? I guess we're just kind of talking movement momentum, um, building (laughs) your dream life. Yeah, I think that tips that I have for keeping your dream alive. First off, allowing yourself to dream and allowing yourself to change your dream. I think a lot of us are fed our dreams where somebody that we really admire, maybe it's a parent or some other authority figure or even like a celebrity or someone that you've never met before. Like they're good at this thing and they're doing that and they're successful. So I should try to do that. I should try to like remake that for myself and it's it's not about seeing what other people's shine is and then trying to shine in the same way it's about going wow they're really in their authenticity and that's working for them period then asking yourself like what is my dream and then when that dream evolves or changes because it will no matter what over time it will change in some way can you allow the space for that dream to change or are you going to like grab on to the past and just try desperately to hold on to what was can you allow what will be to come to you you don't have to stop dreaming just because you're an adult my motto is that I'm a child trapped in an adult's body so I'm always gonna be a dreamer and I mean I do have a moon in Pisces so of course I would say that but I think that's a really great place to start because once you have like clarity around what you want and why you want it, then the momentum just comes. And then every action that you take is trying to align with that goal, whether you're consciously aware of it or not. So getting clear, I think, is one of the biggest things you can do for yourself. I think that's great, allowing yourself to dream, because in my head, I think as we get older, we're told to focus on like being productive And obviously you can do that with your dreams, but it's not focused on really dreaming. It's just like to the grindstone, work, work. And versus what moves me? Mm. Like what, what do I feel called to do? Ooh, what moves me? When you said that, it made me think of one of my all time favorite slam poems ever. Go to YouTube guys, type in You Move Me by Gina Loring. 
that poem is it's the reason I started writing slam poetry many years ago oh man it's a beautiful fucking poem you move me Katie you move me Carrie right on <laughs> right on <laughs> So Uni of Aquarian Age asks, what are some challenges, difficulties, and hardships that you've had to face and overcome this year? And what did you learn through it? And how can it help others? Hmm. I have learned a lot this year. I'm sure if you're listening to this that you're like, damn, haven't we all? Like, what a long year, right? It's a long year. It's kind of a short year because like nothing's happening, but everything's happening it's been a lot. Uh, one of the big things I'd say I've I've learned is just to allow myself to to experience sadness and grief and just like some of those less glamorous emotions and acknowledge that it's okay if I feel those things. Often I'm feeling them not even per se because of something I'm personally going through. Sometimes I'm just feeling for the world and I'm just like, fuck, there's so much injustice. Like what is happening? Why? Why do people have to fight so hard for what they fucking deserve, you know? And, like, I just have that bleeding heart. So being able to be, like, allowing myself to feel sad even when it's not my sadness. But then at the same time, learning to let go of that sadness, especially when it's not just my sadness. So letting it kind of pass through me. And I think we try really hard to just numb it out and be like, oh, I can't feel that. I shouldn't feel that. So I'm just going to like block it out with something. And this year has really revealed to us that the distractions are not here anymore. So if you're going to have a feeling, you're just going to have to feel it. The trick is, can you let it go? Can you feel it enough that you can set it down? So being with my sadness and moments that I've experienced sadness this year, as I'm sure we all have on some level, has been really profound for me. And in the same vein as that, I've been learning a really big lesson around forgiveness this year. And it's been a hard lesson because it can be really hard to forgive someone who isn't sorry. And that's okay. Sometimes we have to just exercise our ability to forgive regardless of what's on the other side because it's not about that person in that moment it's about you what are you carrying that you haven't been able to let go of and forgive and sometimes when we haven't forgiven it's because we haven't even acknowledged that it hurt us and usually when we're really really hurt by something it's because we really really cared and if anything, that's a profound testimony to your deep ability to give a fuck. And we need people to give a fuck. Apathy and greed are the two biggest diseases that humankind are facing right now. And that, it's just not acceptable. We need to be awake. We need to feel what we're feeling. We need to be able to acknowledge what hurt us and why and forgive it. Because we deserve freedom. That got kind of deep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang, that is good. That is real good. Well, I was soul good. It was soul good. Always. <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking how this year it does seem just sitting with it, sitting with mm. all of it. Stay at home. You can't hide from yourself. <laughs> no, there's no hiding. But it's good to sit with it. And I think that's great to really take it in and then, yeah, let it go. 
letting it go is so freeing and forgiving yourself you're free from that anger or that that hurt that you you're letting go of that hurt that it won't control you anymore and yeah why does something upset you so much because you because you care yeah and caring isn't bad I mean it's it's good it's a sign of humanity we need to keep that alive we need to keep caring even when caring can hurt you you're all about caring Carrie. that's right I'm <laughs> I'm carrying this podcast am I right <laughs> You are. Right right on. Right on. (laughs) So our next question from at Peace Unleashed asks, what was the most surprising thing you learned about yourself while producing this podcast? I think, and this goes hand in hand with something I said earlier, I learned that I have a big opportunity for being a better listener because being a podcaster requires phenomenal listening skills. So that's something that became very like apparent to me early on when I was editing my episodes. I'm like, wow, I could be responding to this better if I was listening better, you know? So just becoming very aware through my, doing my own editing that that's something that I could work on. So when I went back into the studio, each time I went back in, I was like, okay, how more intentional can I be about being a great listener and that's with uni and andreas on the astrology and tarot episodes and that's with every guest i've ever brought on is like can i really be present and pay attention and just hear what is being said and what is being shared so that i can continue to ask really great questions that bring out more of that person's magic i like that it's always good to to focus on being a better listener i think we already said that but i think that's something that everyone could improve on. i mean maybe they didn't hear us the first time Maybe they weren't listening. Are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) So another question from at not your average BS asked, share a common misconception surrounding astrology and tarot that you'd like to dismantle. Yeah, this one's really easy and simple. Both tarot and astrology are not fortune telling mediums. Can you encounter people who have amazing intuitive psychic abilities who use it in that way? Yes. But as a rule, I would not say that you're going to go to a tarot reader or you're going to go get an astrology birth chart reading or a transit reading and have that person like tell you your magical future. Like that's a bunch of bullshit. That's just like that's my opinion on it. It is for the present moment. It is we're talking about potentials. We're talking about what could be. You still have free will. Yes, fate is present, but fate is also part of the wheel of life. And the wheel is constantly turning. And the wheel turns based on the choices that you make. And you have the power. So going to a tarot reader or going to an astrologer to get clarity, definitely you're going to get that. But are you going to get the future and like what's coming and what's definite? Of course not. The future is not fixed. So... That would be my biggest misconception for both. Are you telling me you can't tell the future? I know, right? I'm like working on it, guys, but I'm not there. (laughs) At Modern Immigrant asks, what was the process for becoming a podcaster like? It was blood, sweat, and tears, guys. It was horrible. Just kidding. No, it wasn't. But I mean, I did cry definitely a few times over some episodes (laughs) that didn't make it. Which that happens when you're a podcaster and you have like an audio problem that ruins your episode or something like sometimes it happens and you just have to let yourself cry 
and feel like you need to go break things because you're so upset. You're like, ah, oh, I spent all this time on that. And it got botched somehow. Something went wrong. Um, so just having like grace for yourself is super, super helpful. But I would say that the the process of it was super fun. It was creative. It had me constantly thinking about different people that I want to meet, different topics that I want to learn about that I think are interesting, that might interest the listeners. Like, it just put me in a zone of like always trying to magnetize more towards me and being very open-minded. And that continues to be a theme for me. Yeah, I definitely know that you've mentioned some technical difficulties. (laughs) For real. (laughs) And I think it's great to be able to just pick yourself back up and say, you know what, I had to deal with, I don't know how long you've had to like work on that, trying to fix the the dials or, or whatever, yeah. the settings so it's correct. But then you still carry on with the podcast and, Keep and calm. everything. Carry Keep on. calm. That's yes, right. exactly. <laughs> I'm here, guys. It's going to be okay. Ala Homie and the Journal Collector ask, how did you begin your tarot astrology spiritual journey And also, what got you into tarot and astrology? Yeah, so we lumped these two questions together because they're very similar. And I think I can speak to them at the same time, which is I have just always been really curious minded. And I'm a person who really seeks the mysterious things in life. And I have a thirst for going places and experiencing things that other people might be like, that's witchcraft (laughs) that's scary or you're satan worshiping and i'm like no i'm not i'm just trying to have a divine relationship with the universe and that's kind of what got me into it i was just kind of guided by it naturally and i really jumped into both of those things in a big way when i was a teenager and then i backed off because society doesn't really i mean at the time and i think we're in an evolving consciousness but back then it didn't really feel acceptable Or like people would take me seriously if I revealed to them that I loved tarot and that I loved astrology. And so I really didn't let myself develop it much at all. And then I went to college and I was just focusing on trying to get my degree and survive because I was broke as fuck for like literally years. (laughs) So I was just like in the survival mode where magic wasn't as available to me in the sense that I wasn't interacting with it in the same way. And then I got out of college and I was fiercely myself in ways that I never had been before and continue to be. And it's just one of those things that like tarot and astrology always bring me back home to myself. And myself is part of the fucking occult, guys. Nice. At Alchemy and Archetype asks, what do you think are the most important astrological aspects for a beginner to learn? and why love this question and i'm guessing that some of our listeners are really interested in diving into astrology more so some tips that i'd give you if you're beginning to jump into that the first one is just to figure out what your sun moon and rising signs are that can give you a really great grip on who you are and allow you to start understanding that all 12 signs are in all of us So my next tip would be to go get your hands on your natal chart. Really easy way to do that is to go to astro.com. You need to have your birth date, location, and your exact time. 
get your chart, take a look at it and sit with it. You don't have to understand it right away for you to start having some light bulbs go off. Because right away when you look at the chart, you do see that all 12 signs are present and that just can make you open yourself up to realizing that we as people are way more alike than we are not alike. We have so much more in common than we know. So I would say that those are my quick tips. And then as far as aspects go, if you're looking at actual aspects on the chart, first one is conjunctions. Are any of your planets clustered up together? Do you have your sun and your moon together at the exact same degree? Great. If you see that, then we know that you were born on a new moon. How cool, right? So we're getting some more information about you when we're looking at your chart. So conjunctions are really easy to identify. So I'd say that that's the first aspect that you want to look for. And then in the same vein, stelliums. And a stellium is going to be a cluster of three or more planets in the same house or sign. So if you see that you've got like three different planets hanging out in Cancer, then you know that Cancer is going to have a really big emphasis on your chart. So something that you can be aware of that's going to help you get to know yourself more. And the more you know about you, the more that you're able to know about others, which that's really one of the main reasons that I love astrology is because the more in tune I become with myself, the more in tune I become with the universe. That's awesome. And I just learned something new today. There you go. Okay. So last question, Carrie, what are you so full of today? Ooh-wee. I am so full of... I mean, you did just have a burrito. I am. I am so full of burritos, guys. No, real talk. I would say I am so full of music. And not just because I love to sing, but because music is just one of those things that's ever present with me and carries me through every environment, every interaction. Like, there's always a melody to what is present with me, what I'm saying, what I'm consuming, like... Music is just always with me. And I would say that that's something I'm feeling very full of these days, but probably always. <laughs> Let's be real. Music is amazing. Music is amazing. Well, that's all the questions we have. This was great. I had a wonderful time. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Thank you for coming back, KTFG. We are so happy to have you and we'll have to do this again. This is going to have to be like our tradition. I'm so down. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast, for listening, for sharing the episode, for giving me five-star reviews on iTunes and writing reviews. Those are so helpful and I really, really appreciate it and appreciate you for sticking along the ride, whether you've been here since day one or you just started listening. I'm happy to have you and couldn't be more stoked for what's to come. <laughs>